If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Good afternoon and welcome to the law. This is your health law. It is your legal light. And this afternoon, we are dealing with intellectual property. You will often hear it referred to as IP, intellectual property rights. What are the consequences for infringement on the rights of creatives, people who are making music, creating all sorts of things, uh, trademarks, among others? We have the best to give you the best of education. We'll be right back. One Copyright Act 2005, Act 619, Section 1, Clause 1, were eligible for copyright. An author, co-author, or joint author of any of the following works is entitled to the copyright and protection afforded to that work under this Act. A. Literary work. B. Artistic work. C. Musical work. D. Sound recording. E. Audiovisual work. F. Choreographic work. G. Derivative work. And H. Computer software or programs. (laughs) 
and that was section one subsection one of the copyright act at 690 and it says work eligible for copyrights an author co-author or joint author of any of the following works is entitled to the copyright and protection afforded to that work under this act these are literary work artistic work musical work sound recording audio visual work choreographic work derivative work and computer and software programs i want to welcome my guests and then we begin by they giving us some explanation to section one subsection one of act 690. my guest dr chris adumako kwachi is acting dean faculty of law knusd he joins us via zoom Richard Obing-Mensa is Assistant Law Lecturer, Faculty of Law, KNUST, and Chris Bafwewa is co-author of the Intellectual Property Law in Ghana. Of course, as you will get to know very soon, these, my guests, are all together jointly authors of this book, Intellectual Property Law in Ghana. In fact, there are um, five authors, but three of them are here to help us with some education. Gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome to the law. Thank good you afternoon. very much and thank you for ha having us. Dean, good afternoon. Afternoon, Samson. Great. So, um, our the Law 101 uh, section of our program, what does Section 1, subsection 1 of Act 690 mean. Uh, let me start with uh, Richard. Yes, thank you very much once again, Samson, for having us. At this session, uh, one of the copyright, what the copyright is not normally defined by laws, either local or international. But the laws actually tell us what will amount to copyright or what are some of the subject matter that the law will put it. Mm -hmm. So the session one, one of the copyright at, at uh, uh, 690 actually is just giving us some of the works that will be protected under copyright. But if you see it clearly, it doesn't tell us what copyright is. All right. But rather telling us that if it is musical work, if it is literary work, if it is audiovisual work, then it will be protected under the law. So it's just giving us some of the words that are protected under the copyright law of Ghana. Thank you. And um, anybody wants to add anything by way of some explanation to our audience before we get into our discussion this afternoon? Yes, Bafo. Um, what I want to add to the fact that taking, for example, as Richard has stated, that the law doesn't give a definition of what copyright is, or isn't, but then gives the examples of what amounts to say copyright or what you can have copyright in. Right. But taking, for example, the literary work as the first one that was stated, one of the key things that realize is that it talks about originality. If it's not the independent effort of the author, it cannot mount to say that it's a literary work, for which reason it should be given a copyright protection. So as much as you might think that any writing or anything will just amount to be guaranteed as copyright, it's not cutting stone like that. Okay. Originality is key. And that originality is key. It's not just about being new. That is not under the law when it comes to originality, but it has to do with 
one, we say that the effort, independent efforts of the author in coming out with the act becomes one qualified under literary work and then qualified as a copyright protection. Thank you very much. So um, intellectual property is very broad. Yes. So we will limit ourselves today to copyright and maybe trademarks. Um, so let's begin. When we say intellectual you know, property and that there are rights to intellectual property, what exactly do we mean? Uh, sh yes. should, I, should I begin with Dean? Okay. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, when we say intellectual property, first and foremost, it is an intangible right. When we say an intangible right, it is not something that you can touch. But because individuals have come together to put that particular thing out, the law recognizes it and then gives them some protection. Let, let me give you a couple of examples. Mm -hmm. For example, when we talk of trademarks, Trademarks basically has the selling power. And so if someone decides to come up with a sign or a mark and then uses that to sell his or her property, he has paid a lot of attention to the quality of the product. What it means is that the law must protect him against intruders, i.e. people may want to ride on the fame of that particular mark. And it is the duty of the law to protect that individual against the intruders. When that is not done, there are a lot of consequences. For example, I have spent so much money in investing, in conducting research as to how to improve the quality of my products. Someone sits at his room and then decides to just copy my mark or my sign and then emboss it on a similar proper item okay. and then goes out there to sell. One, those who know my mark, when immediately they buy that particular product and then they realize that the quality is not up to what they are used to, they may begin to look for a substitute. What mm -hmm. it therefore means is that I am going to suffer by way of returns on my investment. And so it is the same when you go to uh, patent, when you go to copyright, all of them exist to protect what the individual has worked for. So basically when we say intellectual property rights, we are looking at someone's handiwork which the law comes in to protect that particular individual. Thank so you. for short, that is IP. Yes, for short, but it sounds extensive to me. Uh, is there anything you want to add to that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, what I also add is that the so generally, in the layman terms, when we talk about the intellectual property, we are talking about products of the human minds. So anything that anybody has used their mind to create, it can be any form of innovation, any, any form of creative things. That is what intellectual property is about. Mm. The right comes in when the law seeks to protect the interests that these innovators or creators have in those kind of products. So the only way that the law can protect is to, give, is to confer some rights on them. So that's where intellectual property rights will also uh, come in. Okay. So all these things are done to promote creativity, which will naturally lead to economic growth. And it's normally a deliberate policy of 
every government in any society mm. to make sure that these things are done so that it can encourage innovation and creativity. So like I mentioned earlier, we will limit ourselves to copyright and trademarks. And I'll be asking whether you, know, you need to register whatever idea or whatever creative thing you have done to be able to enjoy uh, some of the rights, whether it is compulsory or it is automatic, and what are the benefits if you have to, if you register them. Is there some period within which, you know, what you have registered would expire or something like that, among other things? Um, but because of the way you started, it just brings into sharp focus something that is happening currently. We woke up um, in the, at the start of the week to news that Mark Zuckerberg was going to introduce something called threats. And Elon Musk says, this thing you are introducing, it looks like you have copied my Twitter. In fact, I have some staff who left my company and they have come to you. I suspect that, you know, these people, you have leverage on them to bring out some of uh, what you have done. And he's asking, the, his lawyers has written to Mark Zuckerberg to, to preserve every documentation as far as his recruitment, as in employment, and all other things are concerned because potentially there could be a problem. What could be the potential issue with regards to what Elon Musk yes. seeks to bring against uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Before I go into that, um, just a little bit of education. Mm. There are two main branches of intellectual property. Okay. You have what you call copyright, which is a standalone. Uh, and the section one of Act 690 actually gives us on the company. Then we have what you call industrial property. So it's another industrial property that you have the trademark, industrial design, uh, geographical indications. What we are talking about before and uh, in the broad, uh, broadly speaking, under what we call the law of breach of confidence. And that one also forms part of what we call industrial... I read about breach of confidence here. Yes. So very interesting that you have mentioned breach of confidence. Yes, so the law of breach of confidence, or let's say copyright and trademark, uh, depending on the nation that you are referring to, it's not statutory based. It's normally licensed, common law. Right. But it deals with protecting confidential information that has been diverted third party for a purpose. Mm. So that law confers in equity. And when I say equity here, it means that you may not find any statute. It depends on the nation that you are talking about. In, in the case of Ghana, we don't have any uh, specific statute regulating that, but it will fall under the common laws of Ghana. So it seeks to confer right on owners of confidential information, which includes uh, trade secrets or industrial secret to prevent third parties who are having some of these secrets in their custody from using this information beyond the purpose of which it was given to them. So let's say I have a business idea. I approach Joy FM to collaborate with them. I meet the manager of uh, Joy FM. After the discussion uh, about the project, he's not interested. But maybe three weeks later, I see Joy FM actually broadcasting what we actually discuss. Right. It brings issues... The exact or similar. The exact. It brings issues of breach of confidence that mm. the information that was confided in the manager as whether your FM is going to partner or not. Probably the manager has gone beyond the purpose. Here the purpose was 
to discuss whether or not you are going to partner with the minister. Once you say that you are not going to partner with it, that ends it. Mm. You can't use the information other than that purpose. So, in the case of the threat case, the mark and the uh, Elon, uh, Elon matter. I think the letter that I've read is that Elon is arguing that one of his employees, which have been pushed by Meta. Yeah, Meta, Facebook. Yes. In course of his employment, which Twitter actually has access to certain secret information, which they have termed as trade secret. Mm. And based on that secret information, and this person being a prominent of uh, Meta, they have possibly used that information to come out with a trade application. Okay. Which is now making waves across the group. So That's right. Essentially, it's a threat mm. to whatever Elon is having. And depending on if he's able to prove under the law of breach of confidence, three things must happen. Mm -hmm. One, uh, there must be a confidential information, which there are certain conditions that he has to prove. True, the person that who is having access to that information must have obligation under law to keep that particular information secret. secret. Then the third requirement is that the person should have used that secret information to the disadvantage of the owner. Mm. And in fact, it has caused injury to the person. So it, granted that it is true that the person was actually in the employment of Twitter and that he has moved to Meta. And he has access to confidential in information. An application based on what I've read that they are saying that when it was learned, there was 30 million download. It, it is actually going to cause a lot of injury. That's right. But all of them appear to be based on in-test conversation application, which is a bit similar to Twitter. So it's going to have a lot of negative impact. Mm. Is, so the issues now is whether or not the employee concern was actually in the employment of Twitter, whether he had access to certain confidential information. The law of breach of confidence is interesting. Their contract, their con the contract of that employee with Twitter may not have anything to do with speaking to it direct mm. but in equity that employer if employee if he has access to those particular confidential information will also be required under equity or good faith to make sure that he does not use that information beyond the purpose of it so it, a similar scenario can be somebody who is working with coca-cola company of ghana mm -hmm. maybe the person has come to know the formula that is used to prepare the drink mm -hmm. or the beverage if the person leaves the employment of Coca-Cola, that person cannot go about that information in any way. Mm. Depending. So this is what will bring about these issues about trade restraint, restrictive covenants and all those, depending on whether there were express contract or equity will come in to actually stop you. That maybe once you need to leave the employment, let's say in the next uh, five years or ten years, you cannot work with a competitor mm. because of the possibility of leaking that particular information, or you cannot work within a particular geographical location. Um, uh, before I come to Chris, um, uh, so I have to be careful when I say Chris. <laughs> um, so before I come to Bafo, um, Chris, they, they, isn't this unreasonable that I have worked with you and we have severed our relationship but for a number of years, I cannot work with a competitor, somebody doing the same thing as, you know, the employment in which you were before you, you left. Well, it, it is not unreasonable. Again, I will go back to the investment issue I raised when I gave my intro. Okay. 
Now, when we talk of trade secrets, it is that which sustains the company. So if you have access to that particular piece of information, then you are someone who must guard it. Now, if you decide to leave, I mean, in the law of thought, we have the contract of restraint. You can be banned for a certain number of years. Even you can be restricted. So to, to, to IP rights holders, if there is evidence, like uh, Richard mentioned earlier, that you have indeed taken what belongs to your employer and then given it to another competitor, that obviously is a non-starter. You cannot do that. Mm. So with respect to this uh, issue that is now rigging on, it, the, 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 the two parties would stand their grounds. Everybody will insist that what I am using, I have no knowledge. So, for example, when they decide to go to court, when Elon Musk decides to go to court, the defenses available to uh, META is that, well, <laughs> we don't even know what you are talking about. We have no knowledge of that thing. This is what we have developed. So, that matter will be left in the hands of the court. If they are able to prove that what you are using is the same thing we have also been using in our setup. Then, of course, there will be the basis for stopping Meta from going ahead to use it. But the bottom line, as Richard said, about 30 million people downloading that app. I mean, it's quite huge. Mm-hmm. If you should continue, you know that there's going to be lost of income. So far as uh, Twitter, Elon Musk, Twitter mm. yeah, their business is concerned. So it's a very delicate area, mm. and the law would protect whoever is doing the right thing. Right. If they deny that we don't know anything about it, that's it. That would be the end. Right. Now, before we, we go to, I mean, strictly <clears throat> the way I, I, I outlined what we are going to do, let's come home and uh, look at the issue of uh, with... Uh, Yvonne Nelson, <clears throat> she launched a book, the book, uh, I Am Not Yvonne Nelson. And then soon after the launch, a chunk of the book was already out in soft copy. And people were just reading, so they won't bother to go and buy the book itself. What are the potential issues when we talk about intellectual property in such a situation? Okay, so I will pick it from your questions you listed earlier on. Now, the question will fall under the issue of whether the book, upon coming up with the book, has automatic protection. That's the first question. Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. In the sense that... Automatic protection. In the sense... Copyright protection. Copyright protection. You don't have to register it. You don't have to register it. Okay, so she has... That's the first thing. Uh The explanation is that. Mm. Now, if it meets the test of originality, as I've already stated from the beginning, if it meets the test of originality, then it covers or falls part of the ones that can be protected under copyright. Now, once it's done, she unless you get her consent, express or implied, before anybody can deal with the matter or the book, now, in this case, whereby immediately she launched it, there was, I mean, the widespread yeah. of the book. Mm. Now, the question is, how did they leak? If you're able to trace the person who leaks it, assuming I gave it to Richard for a purpose, then it's moved from Richard to another person I have not consented to. There's a problem. There's a breach. Now, my rights have been infringed upon. Because when it comes to copyright, you have two clear rights, the moral right and the comic right. 
Because clearly, what we are going to face moral and, and economic, economic rights. Mm. What we are going to face is the fact that now her economic rights is affected in the sense that the books that I brought up for people to buy, now people are getting it for free. Mm -hmm. So whoever caused that action by spreading it across or spreading it to people can be sued because that person has prevented my economic right or the benefit of my economic rights. Clearly. How about those who also took it? So the one who caused the leak is the one you have targeted yes. now. Yeah. How about I was sitting somewhere and then on a group page, okay. on a group page, it shows up there and then I see it and I start reading it. Uh, do I face any, pro any consequences for you reading it? Okay. Yes, Richard. Yes. Um, so as uh, Chris indicated, Chris Jr. <laughs> so I, I prefer to just say when it comes to the moral right and the economic right, it belongs to only the, the owner of the work. Mm. So in this case, if you look at the book, the, uh, I'm not even uh, 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 Ivan Merson is not only the author of it, but the publisher. I think from the yeah. copy of the book that I've seen. Okay. So it means that both rights will belong to her. Apart from authorizing anybody to use any aspect of the moral right or the economic right, no other person. So the father, he has, she has given less, assuming that she is the one who leaked it. Let's say she gave the book to Samson. Mm -hmm. The father has been given to Samson. Samson cannot use it in any other purpose or manner, not even sharing with another person without her permission. Okay. And even when Samson is using it, Samson may be using it within certain limits. For example, anytime you use the book, you need to refer the book to her. Mm. That's where the moral right comes in. You cannot use the book without referring the book to her. You cannot use the book in a manner that will damage her personality because the moral right is actually attached to her personality and her connection yeah. with the book. So, for example, you use a book in a particular context. If we are using a particular context that can affect the paternity of the, the integrity of the book, she can see you, although she has given the book to you, because in that case, you are infringing her moral rights. In terms of the economic right, any form of exploitation of the book that has some monetary benefit or esteem, so long as Yvonne Nelson has not permitted you to go on that dimension, if you go along that line, you are infringing her economic rights. Some of the economic rights can include reproduction of the book, distribution of the book. So in this case, people are circulating the book. Mm -hmm. You are distributing it. Mm -hmm. It's part of the economic right. So long as she has not consented, she has not given allowances, she has not authorized you, if you do any of these things, it is contrary to her economic right and it will constitute infringement. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, you are here on the law. It is your health law. It is your legal light. And I'm engaging three gentlemen, Dr. Chris Adumako Kwachi, who is acting dean of the faculty of law, KNUST. Richard Obeng Mensa is assistant lecturer, faculty of law, KNUST. And Chris Bafour Ewa, who is co-author of the book, Intellectual Property Law in Ghana. In fact, the other two are also co-authors of this uh, particular book that uh, we are taking a benefit from to educate all of you on intellectual property rights. So um, let me go to Dean again. And uh, Bafour have said that, you know, there is automatic protection yeah. once the work is original. Yeah. Once there's originality, there is automatic protection. Yeah. 
So what is the use and the need for registration of copyrights? Dr. Admarko Kachi. Right. Thank you very much, Samson. Yes, uh, I, may, I have an option. I may decide to register it and then get the benefits that goes with registration or I may still decide not to register it. But my rights under the law must be respected. Now, basically, if you want to register a copyright, you must speak to one thing, and that is the originality. You have not going to copy somebody's book and then putting it out as your own. So once you satisfy the originality principle or element of it, it gives you that opportunity. Because when you look at Section 36, registration is not compulsory. But then when you register it, there are some benefits that you get. And then it includes uh, issues of being able to enter into contract with other entities and then getting some benefits from them. That is not to say that if you fail to register, you are not going to get those rights. But then I would say that when we come to talk about trademarks, we will look at some of the benefits. Mm. But copyright, registering it, is good because you would have satisfied the originality concept that goes with registration. All right. Um, so, uh, Bafo, if you can take us on again as to why should I be interested at all in registering when automatically I'm protected? So, what are the benefits of registering copyright? Like um, the dean said, like Dr. Chris said, now, one of the key benefits that really comes to mind is the fact that it protects the public. For example, I would say that I came out with this book. What's the evidence that I came out with this book? Mm -hmm. Now, if anybody goes behind me to make a research or confirmation of it, the right place to go is the copyright office to check. Is it true that, indeed, Chris is alluding to the fact that he has registered a certain book? Is it true? Yes. Now, there's also another issue that can come up. Let's say competing interest. I say that I wrote it. You also say you wrote it. Now, the question is who wrote it first? Mm -hmm. One of the other advantages is that because I've registered it, I'll go and say, that, okay, my date was here. When is your date? You tell me that, oh, but there are evidence that once I write it, it's there, I have the protection of it. It's true. But what will make your case different from mine is the evidence of what? The registration. So though we are not saying that, it's not saying that if you fail to register, you don't get a benefit. You do get a benefit. But an added advantage, the added advantage is what we are saying that puts the public at rest to say that if I go for any book that has a copyright on it, I know it's originality. Or like someone sitting in the corner of his room writing something and coming to say that, oh, it's my effort work. I mean, independent effort work. What will show? The fact of registration gives me an upper hand mm. of proving that. Right. Other yes, so I think one other thing is that um, the, uh, Dr. Chris was talking about the fact of companies and institutions dealing with you. you no, know, the law is clear. Once you create it, if it is a copyright, it doesn't, I, I, it's not the same thing for other intellectual property, some of them, without registration, the right has not been, uh, cannot be conferred on you. Okay. But here, one of the added advantages is that once you go to the registration process and it's completed, it gives an, a certain level of endorsement by the uh, state institution that your work is actually satisfies all the criteria. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the session one that's not only even talk about the original, but actually is the most difficult requirement. Yeah, to me, but the other requirements where you have to meet. So once you go to the registration process and it's completed, 
then anybody dealing with you can be assured that the West is actually indeed protected than a, a corporate entity to enter into maybe a transaction with you about the copyrightable material only to find out that the work after all was not even protected mm. under the laws of Ghana. You can imagine some of the uh, effects, negative effects. So that's why I believe that Dr. Chris was talking about it makes it easier for a lot of people to deal with you because of the confidence that they can have about it. But with or without, the work is protected until somebody... Does it mean that there's a possibility that if I rush, I hurry to register it first, I will hold the right to it and someone who comes later will now lose the right to it? Not necessarily. Um, I've published a number of books. One of the things that I, I normally do, I launch my books. Yes, the moment I launch it, like this book, for example, we've launched it, we launched it 25th of uh, at May, May. Yeah. at Kenya campus. There are evidence to that effect that the book really came out at this artifact. Then beyond that, we also went for the ISBN yeah. from the George Padmore Library right. Institute of African Research Affairs. Yeah. Mm. So because of the ISBN, we also have a record with an institution. What's the ISBN? International Standard Book Number. Right. Yes, so... One can take all these steps even prior to the registration. Because all these things can also serve some form of... Uh, but I believe that ISBN will not be granted to every book per se. But the best institution that I believe can give a lot of endorsement as whether a book has certified the requirements for copyright protection will be the copyright administrator. Right. Once you go to that... So, so let me tie in there, uh, not to wait till we get to trademarks. Because we understand that in a trademark, for example, if I'm the first to have made the thing popular, it doesn't matter that you are the one who originated it. You can't come and say that uh, I don't have as much right as you because I have popularized it. Not necessarily so. Maybe you will come there. Mm. Actually, the one who have registered can even stop you if you are going to register it. Let's say that if the this will be between uh, enormous and uh, Meta is about maybe a trademark issue. Mm. They could have stopped Meta from going ahead to register that particular application. If they have if, already if, registered. Yes. yes. So if you don't register it, you will fall within passing of co uh, common law issues and there are a lot of disadvantages mm. compared to the one who has actually uh, registered it. All right. Uh, passing of that is another uh, entirely you know, different ball game. <clears throat> but we may clearly uh, not be able to finish this discussion without saying one thing or the other about it. You're still here on the law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. And we are talking intellectual property rights, infringement, and the consequences of infringement. And my guests are Dr. Chris Adumako Kwachi, Richard Obing Mensa, and Chris Bafo Iwa, all are authors of this book, The Intellectual Property Law in Ghana. So, um, so Doc, if I register something that I have created, you have told me about the benefits that come from it and all. But if I register it, it means for life. If somebody else does anything similar to that, they will not have the opportunity of it being registered or what? 
Yeah, uh, before I touch on that, let me quickly uh, add to what Richard said with, with respect to your question that if I hurriedly go bring it out. Now, if I have registered the mark, I can go under what is known as uh, infringement and then ask what has the defendant done? And the question is, has he used my mark in a way that infringes upon my exclusive rights. So, for example, where the owner of the trademark is not aware, maybe the two of us, we are using a symbol to engage in trade. I don't know you are using that symbol. I am, you are also not aware that I'm using that symbol. And so when I find out, and then I try to go to court against you, you can put up a defense that until you came up, nobody even knew that the two of us were using this particular sign or mark to do our business. So it is a principle known as honest concurrent use. All of us are using it. None of us is disadvantaged. And so under those circumstances, I cannot stop you. You also cannot stop me. We would have to continue. But with the registration, for example, when we take trademark, you the duration lasts for 10 years. And then after 10 years, you have six months within which to go for another registration. With this time, that the 10 years that the law gives me, nobody would have the right to use that mark or sign on the same good or similar or goods that are identical to what the trademark owner has put out in the market. So, for example, if I have registered my mark and then you decide that I have registered it in respect of, let's say, restaurant business, Mm -hmm. and then you decide that I am not going to go into the same field, I am going to move into cosmetics. Because I have registered my mark, I can stop you. Because those who know my mark and then the quality associated with it, whenever they see that mark, being used to sell any other product, they would recollect what they know. Mm. And it's a principle known as likelihood of association. Mm -hmm. They are going to associate my mark with the good you have put out. So I can stop you. And the law gives me that right to do it. However, if I have not registered the mark, but I am using it and then the law still recognizes my right, a clever entrepreneur will not come to the same field. He will go to another field. And then when you see him, he said that no one who is going to buy, let's say, a perfume would go and buy a shirt. Mm. So because I have not registered it, although the person is using the same map or a map that is similar, because it's a different field activity, the law will allow him or her to print. Oh, really? That, yes. So, so if, I, if I got up today and I could go and pick a Louis Vuitton's mark uh, for purposes of a, a, for shirts or for yes. boots, and I would not have infringed on their rights? No, it, once it has been registered, if it has been registered, they can stop you. And okay. that is the first example I gave that the one who knows Louis Vuitton will say that they have expanded their line of production. They have now moved from, let's say, shirts to boots to belts 
to perfumes. If I have registered, I can stop you, okay. whether it is the same field or different field. Mm. But if I have not registered it and then I'm relying on the thought of passing off, what a clever entrepreneur would do is not to come to the same field, but move to another field. And the law will permit that person to operate mm. because we are operating in different fields. We mm. are not operating in the same field. Mm. So that is another advantage of registering your trademark. So for that time, that 10 years, you have the full protection. Unless you grant someone the permission, no one will be able to come to that terrain. So at the expiration of the 10 years, am I supposed to do a renewal or a new yes. registration? Yes, you are supposed to go pay the requisite fees. It's also the means of government raising revenue. Mm. You go and renew, and then you are granted a further uh, 10 years duration of protection. Interesting. Um, I don't know what is happening recently, but for a long time, when I try to register some marks, they actually make you pay in dollars, yeah. not in CDs. It's still the same thing, it's right? The same thing. Okay, that sounds like something that infringes on our own laws <laughs> about the currency in which we are supposed exactly. to trade. Right, but what he said is about trademarks for 10 years and then you renew. Is that the same that applies to all other you know, uh, rights? They are different. Mm. Yeah, if you are talking about patent, for example, which relates to inventions and others, it will be depending on the jurisdiction. You'll be talking about 10 years, 25 years, 50 years. Uh, duration copyright, which we started normally, whether you register or don't register it, it is protected during the lifetime of the authors. Mm. So, if you take this book, for example, we have five authors. So, until the law calls the last person home, the book is protected during our lifetime. Okay, then after the death of the last author, it will have to be protected for another 70 years. After that 70 years, the law does not give you another opportunity for protection. The work will fall into what we call the public domain, mm. and people will use it. I so if you take the Kepeka hymn books, let's say the Matalis hymn book, the Praetorian hymn book, normally you will see that the author's name has been stated plus the, the, the year of the above and the year of the above. Right. If you check it carefully, and it has been 70 years after their death, anybody at all can use that hymn without seeking the permission of the copyright on except that the moral the, the moral right is in perpetuity. Mm. So that one anytime you are using it, if the song belongs to let's say John Wesley, you need to mention his name. You have to credit acknowledge yes, that. Acknowledge him. But okay. the economic right will fizzle out once it's seventy so years after the death of the person. So it depends on the right that you are talking about, the duration of the protection and the certain requirements but what is it that you know is protected for 40 years uh, from the date of the first release in copyright yes. okay so you have explained 70 years yes. uh, and and so on and so forth uh, and using this book as yes. an example yes. you know okay now let's you just let's move on public domain means what now it's free for all Yes, it's free yes. for all. But still with the, with the clause of recognition. Recognition. The moral rights. Acknowledgement. Yes. That is the you moral. can use it without permission. So let's say if it's a Ivan Nelson book that we are talking about. Right. If it falls into public domain, I can use the book without her permission. Mm. Yes. Mm. Unless uh, I'm falling under the permitted user. After the permitted, you can still use it. Even right. But, you know. so, so actually, we'll come back to that about when I asked about 
the third parties that it has been distributed to and they are using and everybody what are the consequences um what are there sanctions for the person who is leaking it, the people who are reading it without distributing it without authorization or consent are there any specific sanctions yeah. for them but on in the in the matter of uh, trademark is it also the same rules that it's not compulsory and um it's automatic no. that i want to produce some some rice or i want to start a, a clothing line all i do is i go and see something i design something and i like it i say okay this is going to be my trademark and then i start using it is that how it, that it no, is done yeah it's, it's not automated okay. it's not like what we describe with the copyright. Mm. for that you have to register it like uh, Dr. Chris has already spoken to it, so has been giving us the procedures and all that with it. You have to register it before okay. you can benefit or take advantage of the rights underneath it. Failing to do the registration also means that you are giving away that right. Mm. Then that's when the issues of pass off and other things will come in. Right. There's a need for registration before mm. you can benefit from it. So you are better secured under trademark if you register it. If you don't register, depend on what has taken certain elements of goodwill and whatever, you may come under passing of, but the protection is not strong. You have just mentioned passing off again. So <laughs> what exactly is this passing off? That um, I get up today and I say this is uh, what I, I want, and I just go, maybe I go on the internet, I see something, and I change something one, two about it, or I just remove the name that is there and put a different name to it. Uh, let me ask uh, Dr. Chris Adumako Kwachi about that. What exactly is this passing off thing? And So pa yeah. passing off is that, let's say, I, I have a mark mm -hmm. that I use in selling, let's say, ice cream, and uh, I have not registered it. Now, another person can also use the same mark or symbol in doing his or her business. And that is why I said that if the person is in the same field, you must prove three things. First, you must prove that you have reputation or what we normally refer to as good work. Number two, you must also prove before the court that there has been a misrepresentation, i.e. somebody is presenting his goods as if they were coming from your outfit. And then three, you have suffered damage. Now, something you know that <laughs> proving these things in court is not easy. You may be able to prove one mm. or two, but you may not be able to prove the remaining two or one. What it means is that once you fail to prove all the ingredients to the satisfaction of the court, you lose your case. But if you have registered it, that right that the law gives to you under the Trademarks Act is intact. All that you need to satisfy the court is that what a, a B is seeking to do is likely to cause confusion on the minds of the consuming public mm. and they are going to mistake his or her goods for my goods. And so in, 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 in the nutshell, we would all advocate that go and register the mark or the symbol or the sign that you are using. You stand a better chance of protection than rather staying for someone to copy it and then you now go to court under the thought of passing off. You right. may or may not succeed. Okay. And uh, in Ghana, 
practically, where do I do this? Uh, trademark, copyright, where do I go? Okay, with the... Yes. Well, uh, with, with, okay. okay. Yes, Bravo. Okay, with the copyright protection, it goes to the copyright office. With the trademark and all that, the Registrar General Department, they have a section for trademark registration and all that. And there's a process. And the duration that the whole thing registration is going to take from the search to the certification mm. is also known. Right. So once you contact a lawyer in that field, we'll just be able to assist you, do the registrations and as well. Right. Um, but uh, before you move on, right. I think you may mention, of, I think there was a question that you were asking about the 40 years. Yes. Yes, you were asking what's the difference. Yes. You know, once there's a lifespan one and what other one do we have? If it's a corporate entity that is coming up with it, because it hasn't got the lifespan clue, like mm. a human entity in that sense, that's when that goes for the 40 years. Okay. After it's, that, a corporate it's a corporate entity. entity. That's what goes for the 40 years. Mm. But if it's an individual coming out or a group of joint authors like this one that we just described, then it's, it's during the lifespan of the people and also 70 years after the life the people, the last person. Right. The last I, person. I had uh, asked that question. Uh, let's deal with that before it escapes us. What are the consequences? Take a practical example with distributing the I am not even Nelson or something like that without permission. What are yes, the consequences? So, so under the Copyright Act, um, the, so the consequences is that it will constitute infringement. Mm -hmm. And when there's infringement, the owner of that copyright is entitled to a lot of reliefs, remedies. One of them can be administrative remedies. So the person can lodge a complaint against you at the Copyright Office. I've done, I did one when I was even a student at KMOS, a LSD student. Mm -hmm. I remember I wrote an article on Professor Andam when he died. So a, a, a popular uh, radio station in Ghana actually copied everything I wrote, mm. but omitted my name. Oh, I see. So I see with them. I think that time, the Honorable Ayimadu uh, was my lecturer, so he was my lawyer. So uh, uh, they were able to settle the matter and they were compensated. Okay. So somebody may decide not to go to court. Mm. You can seek relief from the uh, Copyright Administration Office. Mm. Then there are also several remedies. So you can institute several actions. Okay, so in case of if, if nursing, for example, granted that she is not aware or she has not consented to what is happening, she can actually institute uh, uh, several action and even secure injunction from the further spreading of the document until the court maybe uh, makes a determination about the matter. Mm. The law also grants criminal reliefs. Actually, you can lodge a, a complaint at the police station. Okay. Yeah, for a criminal proceeding to be instituted. So it, uh, another, in a similar vein, if one is granted that he has nothing to do with what is going on, can actually lodge a complaint at the police station. Why? Because they also criminal relief so that the people concerned can be taken to the criminal process. Okay. Um, you you, you and, help and us. Another criminal process, for example, mm. you, can be, uh, you can go to jail. If the court imposes, depending on the circumstance that they you can pay a fine of thousand uh, penalty units maximum or 500 minimum, or depending on other scenarios, 300 penalty units. But the court can also imprison you with the fine for at least three good years. Three years. Yes, you can be in jail. Okay, and a penalty unit is 12 Ghana cities. 12 Ghana yes. cities. So, so let's calculate say, that if you are going for a thousand penalty units. You are talking about 12,000, 12, yes. Uh, well, Okay, um, we had uh, Michael uh, who called from Adenta. We just lost him. Michael, call again and then ask your question. My guests in the studio are uh, 
Richard Obeying Mensah and Chris Bafour Ewa, and then via Zoom is Dr. Chris Adumako Kwachi. All of them uh, are authors of this book in my hand, Intellectual Property Law in Ghana, and they are helping us to understand some of these things. So, um, Doc, before, before we, we conclude, and then I come to ask you a question or two about this book, um, if I want to create a mark, I want to do something, I, I'm, I want to, to create a clothing line, uh, get into some trade, and I'm looking for a symbol that I want to use, what should I do? Can't I just pick any symbol, like go to a, this is Dinkra symbols, this is our forefathers who did these things and left for us, yeah. uh, pick some animal that I know and say this animal, I want it to be my symbol, and just go ahead and start my business? Am I supposed to do something so that I don't get caught no, like no, uh, Richard just said and I may be punished? No. So what you can do is, well, there is always a register, and the register will give you the symbols and then the signs that are registered. Mm. So you, you, you get a copy of it. You know that this I cannot do. For example, someone uses a triangle with a base, and then you decide to turn it upside down and then bring, send the base up. The person can go to court and then stop you. Or sometimes, even at the stage of registration, the individual can stop you. Okay. So you can, you, you, you can create something, but first make sure that you have... Uh, a copy of the register and then in, uh, uh, satisfy yourself that that sign or mark or that sign belong to someone else. Thank you very much. Yes. Kofi Annan. Kofi, you are calling from Kumasi. Let's hear your question. And uh, my final question would have been if I'm reading a, re, uh, registering a trademark or copyright or something here, does it apply elsewhere? Because maybe I'm doing the thing to go abroad, elsewhere, do I need to register in those other countries or something? Kofi, let's hear you. Yes. So my question is, assuming someone comes back with a mark, but fails to register him, and later on, the person realizes that another person is also using a similar mark, and then subsequently, the he's the first person who came out with the mark, goes ahead to register it. Does the registration in time any other person from also using it or thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Chris would you like to answer that question for Kofiana? Yeah, basically what can happen is that sometimes the courts have the power to restrict you. So yes, I have been using the mark and then you have also used it. But because of the principle of honest concurrent use, you may be restricted that Henceforth, you are supposed to stay. For example, I'm using it to sell children's books, and then another person is now using it to sell a magazine. They will say that you can only stay with what you have, and you cannot go beyond what the other uh, yes, trademark owner is doing. Okay, hold on. Richard is Richard is um, uh, wants to say something, but let's pick Bukari. Hello, Bukari. You are calling us from Tumu. Be quick with your question, please. Yes, I want to find out if I take information from the somewhere and decide to register it, what will be the consequences? Okay. Uh, yes, so you can use that and yes. continue. I think it depends on the information. So let's, let's say if you pick the information from a book and you decide to use it, if it's for educational purpose, 
you don't uh, you can use it without necessarily maybe contacting the owner of the book for permission but the law requires that you have fair use of it you can't use the book beyond certain uh, 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 scope and you must acknowledge, and you must acknowledge yes. where you are getting the information with the name of the author the title of the book the name of the public the year of the publication right what we normally call the referencing mm. but i want to make a quick comment about the adikrat symbol we are talking about whether you can take a symbol adikrat symbols actually falls under copyright mm. they are what we call the folklore okay and they actually belong to ghana okay and let's the rights have been resided in the president of ghana oh okay yes. yeah so you I cannot see. just use them mm. Mm. interesting uh, Asamoya, you are our last caller. Let's hear you. You are calling from Kumasi. Yes, uh, my name is Asamoya. I lived in America for a little while and I created um, a trademark. And the title was um, Ashanti. A S H A N T I. And it was rejected that Ashanti is a generic name for, for something. I cannot claim it. As a personal thing. So I think the Ashanti, A S H A N T I, I changed the I into E. And they accepted it and gave me a trademark. Okay. They gave me a, 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 a registered number. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, uh, Samoa Yao. Uh, that's who, that was our last caller. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, very interesting. Yes, <laughs> yes. No matter the, the law wants to avoid confusion. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So that's why the original, the first one was rejected. All right. Um, so this book is very fresh out there. Um, I'm showing it to you in full color uh, and picture. It is the in intellectual property law in Ghana, and the authors are Dr. Chris Adumako Kwachi. Doreen Aduma Ejei, Richard Obeying Mensah, Chris Bafwewa, and Andrew Kofi Annan. Oh, uh, Kofi Annan called us a while ago. Yeah. Also from Kumasi. Okay, that's not an Andrew Kofi Annan. So um, this is available anywhere we can get it. Because all we have discussed here, I have read my book. I, I, bought my, I bought my two weeks ago, started reading, and I've discovered that almost everything we have mentioned here are in this book. Yeah. Right. Yes, so, so it's well, out there. How do we get it? Yes, it is. Um, you can get it from... Um, we have the various universities that we deposit copies, copies over there that you can easily get it. Mm. We also have them at the bookshop. I think basically now we are doing the Kingdom Bookshop. All right. You can get it from Kingdom Bookshop and also from our court premises. Okay. We have certain persons we right. are also giving copies to. Right. Uh, we have run out of time. But, Doc, I was asking, do you have to register the thing uh, abroad or beyond Ghana? Yes, we have a lot of conventions that Ghana is signatory to. So you don't have to register it in Ghana and then go and register it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. If you want international protection, all you need to do is to find out whether Ghana has signed. And we have a lot of them. Okay. The Ben Convention, the Madrid Agreement, all within the various all right. sets. Sorry. All right. We have run out of time, but I can't thank okay. you guys enough. Thank you very much, Dr. Chris Adomako Kwachi. Uh, um, acting Dean, Faculty of Law here in UST, Richard Obing Mensah, Assistant Law Lecturer, Faculty of Law here in UST, and Chris Bafuewa, co-author of Intellectual Property Law in Ghana. All of them are authors of this book. Thank you all so very much. This has been The Law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. Um, we come your way again next week with another interesting edition. Have a good afternoon.